When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, let them do what they can You've got brothers around, you're a family man You're never alone, you're never disconnected You're home with your own Companies expected, you're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget till they cart you away When you're a jet, you stay a jet This is Peter Barnes and you're listening to the NYJ Couch Couch Podcast Welcome, everybody, to the New York Jets Couch Couch Podcast. This is your host, Peter Antonelli, here with my co-host, Justin Schwendeman. What's going on, Jet fans? Producer and editor David Schwendeman in the background. Thank God the preseason is over. Three. Week one is days, days away. Three and one, baby. I, I like I like that. It's a good, it's a good little uh, uh, note to take away from the preseason. We went three and one. We won three games. What, that's what it's all about. It's about winning games. We won three games out of one. That's not bad. Not saying this is just anything to do it's a with stepping the, stone. Exactly, though. It has nothing to do with what's going to happen in the regular season. But I think three games. We won games. That's what Todd Bowles always is preaching. We got to win games. Got the loss under the belt. We traveled a couple times. We took care of our business at home. Anything you took away from that last game? What do you think was really shifted roster wise, which we're going to get into, and we touched on with Lepresti. Would like to say thank you again for the interview. Hope all you guys enjoyed it. It was definitely a pleasure doing it. The guy brings it every time we talk to him. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. It was a great interview. Thanks, Chris. So what'd you take out of it? Uh, anybody you think really staked their claim or just business as usual and whatever moves were happening were happening? Well, I thought a cornerback, I, I think we talked, we thought a cornerback was going to get cut from this from this group here. And I think that uh, Darren Walls and Marcus Williams had a great game and they established their spots on this team. Um, I also thought Babin was uh, played a decent game. Babin, I'll agree with you with the corners. I felt like once the Milner thing went down and all that, our pre-53, we were talking about having to pick one. But I'm pretty sure we were set on corners. Babin, I completely agree with you, though. Babin was a little bit of a surprise just because it was a guy who we thought was on thin ice and then we thought was comfortable. Yeah, and I thought that uh, that Powell and Awusu they were battling each other the whole get, the whole day. It looked like a battle from a fan's point of view. Um, that that Awusu was getting a lot of action. Powell came in there though, and 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 did his thing. Got a couple good good catches. But I think they they battled a lot, and obviously they both had to go down. But were you surprised to see no Petty? Uh no, I wasn't surprised. I think they wanted to they wanted to get an idea if they were going to keep another guy. Um maybe maybe if um if Fitz went down, do do we have a better option than Petty at this point? Do we want to throw Petty out there? So I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I think they haven't they have a plan for Petty. You don't feel the reps We've talked about how many times the system coming out of and having to learn so much. You don't think the reps would have been beneficial? Not in the last preseason game, no, I don't. Not for him. I, okay. th- I think that the, the last preseason game is for the coaches and to see who they really want and who's, uh, who's out here to play for them. Um, so I, I think that in the quarterback's point of view, obviously that was a coach's decision. I thought it was a good decision. All right, bad analogy, but gun to your head. Josh Johnson or Matt Flynn has to, let's say, a game and a drive. Who do you want? I, I want to say something about both of them. I think Matt Flynn did a great job. I think he's very accurate. 
And but I think Josh Johnson is exciting, man, and and he he gets yards. Surprisingly, I know he was going against second, third team, maybe Absolutely. not even NFL players. And I want to throw that out there, but he was very exciting. And they they both had their opportunities. Flynn threw a pick, so so it's not like he was perfect. Nobody was perfect, but I, I think I would have to go with Flynn just because of the accuracy. And I think he's had better experiences in the NFL where Josh really hasn't. But I think Josh is an exciting player. But I don't think he can really make it as a starter in this league. I like who Josh has trained under. And uh, preface it here, but... Hardball, if you right? Get, yeah, at both college and pro. If you get to the point where one of them are really playing for you, where's your season? So that's kind of how I'm, I'm taking that into account. As crazy as it sounds, again, fourth preseason game. Playing against guys who might, not might even be, be bagging groceries. Exactly. Yep. I take Johnson. And I never would have thought I would have said that after the signing and after Flynn. I never would have thought I would have had that stance. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. Have, if I if, if I would have woke up the next day and they said Josh Johnson is part of this team, I wouldn't have a problem. I wouldn't question that they didn't pick Flynn. I would have questioned it on the original fifty three. I wouldn't question it if Josh Johnson is. And who knows if he's even available? Worked out for the Eagles today. Who he had a very nice showing with. I shouldn't say with against, but. I think in a week, if we're making that decision and they're not comfortable with Petty and we played the numbers game, I hope they're both available for us to choose from. But I think it is a little bit of a conversation to where it was more or less an afterthought going into the game. I, For me, it was we brought these two quarterbacks in because of what G, what happened to Geno this season and uh, this offseason, let me say. And I think that they've probably been – we've been getting some updates about how Geno's – Little further ahead than he than he should be, he's 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 on a, he's on right track to coming back a little earlier. Um, so I think that they didn't they at the end of the day they wanted to see how good these quarterbacks are. Maybe we can bring them back in the later of the season, but um, I think that after they find out that Geno's on a good track to come back, I think they had to let them both go. Yeah, well, we called it playing it a little risky, or living on the edge for for a week or two, but Fitz would have go down. Talking about the young pup having to step in and get acclimated real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Go ahead and talk about your boy who once again earned a spot on this team and didn't get one. This is absolutely insane, guys. A new regime. I really thought he had it this year. He got a lot of playing time. He was, what, the fifth or the seventh best player in the preseason this According year? According to PFF and... We've said I, I think that's a joke anyway, but if you put if you put weight in that, yes. you got to put some weight on a yes, player that's a barely 10, making teams. The right top here. ten preseason player, exactly. Yes. He 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 earned his due. He earned his due. I I just don't understand why uh, why he's getting looked over so much. What is it about him? Listen, what is it about him? We're not him? out there for practice every day. But like we, we hear from like Chris Lepresti, we hear we hear from media guys that that he he is there, energy up, always a talkative guy, always talking about his place. Always bringing energy to the team. And He's that's why Bowles that couldn't talk enough about how he wanted him back on the practice squad. Exactly. Just disrespectful, I think. I agree with you. I said, uh, uh, ignorant or not, I thought the guy was going to have options. You don't know how many options he had. If I'm Rontez, I'd have washed my hands with us. Two years in a row you make this roster. And then you get your call up, the injury happens, and you bounce back like this. And I think the reason I have that stance, and this is nothing against Ronald Martin, who we picked up, LSU product, Seattle undrafted, 6'2", 220. You, you were saying before the show, Bowles was talking about how he wanted a little bit more of a free. 
I don't know if Ronald Martin is so much more of a free than Rontez, but I would say potentially better coverage skills. And anytime you take an LSU Tiger that plays defensive back, you got a shot. And I, and I still think you throw Rontez out there in those situations, see how he does. We, we've seen him in ball skills. He's not the worst. He's not the worst. Man. I hear you. I'm going to come back to that, though. The thing I'm getting at is they looked at it possibly as an opportunity. We had the spots open on the practice squad, which we saved two. We used another one today. But I think they looked at it as an opportunity to get their hands on a player maybe they missed on, feel they should have picked late, or couldn't get in free agency that they now had the chance to put their waiver claim in and control. So if it's a player that the staff likes, we have a defensive head coach, we have a guy who spent his life out there on the road. If it's a guy they like, it's a guy they control longer down the road. And if you're looking for a reserve safety spot that's going to give you special teams work, that's going to come in and learn your playbook year one and you can grow with. And we just talked about Rontez's injury. So he's coming off a horrific injury. We talked about that with Lepresti as well. And that's part of the reason I feel he was done dirty, as we would say. But I just look at it like they had the opportunity to get both players. They wanted to capitalize on that. It's That's the business end that everybody always says. It's literally not personal with them. Oh, and then I, they show I, the personal side when they say, we want this kid back. We're trying to get this kid back. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Just as Couch Couch tweeted out, grateful. Rontez came back to us, and he's going to earn his way on this roster before the season's over. Well, I just... Is a guy that we've seen that has talent. They can play in this league. We know he can play. It's not a question for us anymore. Especially we don't not know for he me. can play. The for guy me, doesn't have a, a regular season snap. It is, you can't it is not, say it's it is not, not a question. It's not a question for me because okay. we've, see, we've seen hey, him throw, throw his body around. We know that he can play in this league. I, I, I have no question that he can play in this After league. We if he's going to be good, if he's going to be good or bad, we don't know if he's going to be good or bad in the regular season. But I have no fear that he can play. There's no fear that he he might be a, he might be horrible he might be horrible I got no fear that he can play though that he can go out there what and play with the that big he boys. Won't look out of place. That I'm, doesn't mean you can play. No, I'm saying that he no he won't look out of place. You think Rontez is going to look out of Absolutely place? Absolutely not. I don't think so. That what I'm saying is that we know that he can play with the big boys. I think that we've seen enough from him to know that he can play with the big boys. My thing is is now that he's on the practice squad, he's up for anybody. He's okay. up for anybody. So there's a possible talented safety. That, that can be ripped, ripped from us, again, like players have been. In my, in my opinion, that, that Ronald Martin should have been picked up later if, it was a, if, if there could have been an issue. I think that Rontez is somebody that okay, you, you say picked the, up later. How do you on the pick roster. Up, how do you pick up later, though? Because you think Seattle doesn't look at it like they're cutting exactly what you're saying for Rontez. They're cutting a talented safety. They're trying to sneak him back on their practice squad. They took the risk that you hope we're not taking and going to strike out on. They took the risk, and we're the team that claimed them. So isn't that a little bit of a, of a nod to our regime then for your thinking? No, the way, the way, that, you, the way that you're wording it and saying that, that that could be their Rontez and that we have him on our Absolutely. Team. But I know what Rontez is. We don't know what Ron, Ronald Martin is. So again, who's, who's up for grabs now? Not Ron Martin. You didn't let me get there. Rontez. You didn't let me get there. You keep saying you know... And, and can play with the big boys. You have to say you think. 
the man because you do nothing but from knock what the I've preseason. Seen. From what but I've seen, you've seen that just like we've prefaced everything with, but it's against second and third string. Is you've only seen that against guys as we just said, maybe bagging groceries. So how can you tell me Julian Edelman lined up in the slot, Gronk lined up coming up the seam, Rontez? I well, I'm as big a fan as you are, but you gotta be seeing both ends of this. Our regime I'm looks at it like they might have found somebody and again they would control longer so you have years on Martin but all, okay that's all I'm saying is that we don't we don't know anything about Martin what we're, what we're judging what I'm judging on is what I've seen from Rontez nobody knows anything about Miles in terms of these people's eyes though because it's the preseason we know as much about Martin as we do about Miles they like Martin as the prospect I'm, as, as what, what I'm getting my information from is me watching Rontez for the last Three years on this. Yeah, team. two and a half. Okay, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting from. Not not Ronald Martin, who I never really heard of, and not saying that he not he might not be big talent, but I want to put my money into the guy that's been loyal here for three years. Like like we said earlier in this podcast, we want loyal. We want to show loyalty to yes. our players. We want to show loyalty to our players. And I see that you see it as a business deal, and it's a and it's a positive opportunity. But in my head, I see Rontez leaving this team and becoming something better than than what we might think he is. Now that so I feel that we're going to lose out on something, even if you think that we gain something by having somebody else yet. as player. He ain't oh, gone yeah, yet. I know. But that all sounds good when you're skipping down the 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 nice path that's laid out for you. The bottom line is, is it a possibility it can happen? Yes. We got both players. It worked out in our favor, and you got to move on from there. If we lose them, we lose them, just like we lost Jeremiah George, who Jacksonville just lost to Tampa Bay the other day. It's the name of the game. It's burn them and churn them. Chris Owusu, who's our starting kick returner. We found him off a heap, off Seattle, off another. It's how the bottom of the roster gets churned. I totally, I totally understand. I just feel like... We're, we're taking a risk by keeping them on the practice floor. But they look at it like a risk worth taking for the... the you look at, at Rontez Miles. You look at Rontez Miles, in my opinion, the way they're looking at Ronald Martin. So they're not going to agree with with your or I, our thinking. Obviously, I don't have I don't I don't have the I don't have the switch to make these decisions. Absolutely, and I'm just saying. We obviously, just I don't. We did. I, this is one of the first things I don't agree that that the staff. Has done. Well, it's a good thing it's for the 53rd player on the roster, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. That's a good Number 53. That's, that's a great point. So, that, there's nothing wrong there. Couple moves that were made to get to 53. Milner did get carried for the day, as Crystal Presti so graciously let us know about, and then was put on the short term next day. Owusu and Powell, who we both were fretting that we, we cut and were going to lose, Powell's back on the practice squad. Awusu takes Milner's place after him going to the short-term IR. What did you think about the wide receiver releases? And what's your true feeling now that it's official with Milner? We don't have him for seven games. Well, I'm going to start with Milner because that's what I'm more upset about is another player that we drafted that just didn't turn out. Dwayne Robinson. I don't want to name them all. Burn I don't want to name them all. I, I just, was just gonna go recent defenders, but yeah, go ahead. Just I just it's just another play that doesn't turn out. Um, I think it was a bad pick. I don't want to go. Coles? I don't want even want to go back there. I, no, let's not call Coles no, anything out. I know we called him. I know we said he sucked on this podcast, but that was for Dave. Yeah, that was for uh, Dave. Uh, though I'm not far behind in the picket line. Yeah, go ahead though. But I I just think that Milner is 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 a headache, man, and. 
And so talented though, that's why it's a headache. I hope it either. I, I I'm I have it. I have it in my heart to ha- to let him try one more time. Obviously, I don't have the switch like I just said to make decisions. But I think one more time I would give him. And if that's if that's the case, it doesn't work out. I think we it's it's a it's a Kyle Wilson to me. You know what I mean? It's it's a cornerback that just turned didn't turn out. And going to the the wide receivers of Wusu and Powell. Um, I think they needed to be cut um, to make room for other better players on the team. Um, getting them in the practice squad that that helps a lot. And then Awusu taking D- Milner's spot is 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 another good thing. Um, yeah, we have I a think, kick returner. Now. Yeah, we have a kick returner. And I thought that was weird. I thought I knew we had to get rid of them, but that was weird that we didn't really have somebody. I heard today supposedly, and this if this was in their back pocket, it does make sense taking the risk that you were talking about with these two guys, Bilal Powell and Zach Stacy. Two names to keep an eye on back there. So Awusu, they are talking. Awusu's the head guy. But if something were to happen, it's Bilal Powell and Zach Stacy next up in the pecking order. I think Bilal Powell would be a, a good returner, not a, not a uh, hit a home run there all the time, but to but to definitely sneak some extra yards than you usually would get. I think Bilal Powell would be perfect back there. I, hey, he's a running back. So Stacy, they, they should be able to find the I, th- I think Stacy to me is not, doesn't have, have ball security. I'd rather that. have Stacy back there. Both great point. Great point with ball security. Where I was going to go is I'd rather have Stacy back there, though. I'm not saying sacrificial lamb, but somebody's oh, yeah, got to take those healthy. hits. I want Bilal Powell as a big part of this offense in 2015. I get that, but you get, we got we also got to not forget that the special teams is part of the game too, and that really can help us this year. Especially with a new coach, a new regime, we want our special teams to be probably the best, just to show that the, at least one part of the game is actually working very well. Yeah. Um, I'd like my special teams to be the best because that's points on the board, that's field position in our favor. That's right. Bottom line. That's right. So getting back to Wusu and Powell, though, I I, th- I think it was good that we we got them. I think Wusu's a he's a good he's a good wide receiver. There's no, he's solid right now. I think he's young. I think he's got he's got stuff improvements. He's a good number five, number six. I think that Powell is not the best receiver, but better punt returner than anything. Obviously, he's had some issues catching the punt. We brought that up. So yeah. so so obviously he needs to get better in that. And I think they might they obviously. Believe in him to bring him back and might think that he might get better at that. Powell is a raw, talented kid, and he's got speed to burn. Very, very fast. I talked about the video that's out there. You can watch pre-draft, but there are wide receiver skills there that can be tapped into. Yeah, we saw it. I had such a coin flip with these two debating roster because Awusu offers you more in the wide receiver aspect day one. Awusu offers you kick return. But Powell can offer you kick return and punt return, which we we got guys that can go back there and catch it. We don't have explosion back there. What you get more from Owusu at the receiver position, I felt you got a little bit of a nod over in special teams with Powell. And if that's what we were keeping that roster spot for, I wanted to tilt that that way. Then you throw in Owusu's concussions, five accounted for since he's left Stanford. And to me, that that pushed the seesaw a little more in Powell's favor, and Owusu came out on top. I think I think that Powell was, in my opinion, more in favor just because of the kick return punt return aspect, and him bringing it to the house, and him every time he getting the ball really exploding. We really saw very good explosion from him when he was returning the rock, no matter what it was kick return punt return. Even when he's on wide receiver, he looks explosive. Um, I think Owusu obviously with those concussion. Kills my brain um, just thinking about that. Five concussions since he's been that, – that's pretty that's – pretty, that's pretty scary. You go back to Stanford and when you're, when you're a football player, you play from seven, eight years old on. 
how many now the way that they delve into them, how many unaccounted for. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that, that is pretty. The scary. kids one hit away from having to make a decision. And and I think that 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 is a big one of the bigger reasons why maybe we did sign him to the practice squad because that is something you got to be. Afraid no, we of, signed man. Powell to the practice squad, a Wusu kick returning. So well, you hope you have that stash in Powell, which is what you were getting well, out when there. When D Milner comes back or another player more talented comes in, I think that a Wusu would be the odd man out. Which I like I that you went there. No, you know who I think would be the odd man out because of what we carried, either a guard or because of what we carried on the interior offensive line, Brent Quale. And I thought that was the reason for us saving the roster spot on the practice squad. Was he on your 53? Yes, he was on my final 53. You had Ajelana, mm-hmm. who was also on the 53. Yeah. So when you look at it, I, th- I thought Quale was the guy they were going to try to sneak down and keep that spot open for. That spot was taken today by defensive end Mike Catapano, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. 6'4", 285, was a seventh rounder. Played at Princeton, but from Long Island. Smart kid. 25 years old and first player from Princeton taking it over a decade. Smart and talented. At the time he was taken, can you give me another guy that was taken from there? From Princeton? Yep. Not off the top Garon of the Reed, Detroit, last year. Very nice. Last year, thank you, thank you. But uh, was a little surprised with that with Jordan Williams already on the practice squad. What did you think about the fact that they used another spot on defensive end? I think they they saw an opportunity for a Princeton six foot four, two hundred eighty five pound defensive end. Oh, I think threw that in there again. I think yeah, I think that uh, I think that you got to pick somebody up like this I, from just his just his little little Mike notes. DeVito in him. What do you think? From these little notes right here, it just <laughs> impre- impresses me. You know, Drew what I mean? from Jersey, who is a downright celebrity on Twitter, said something along the lines of. Uh, an Italian-American from New York, played college ball in Jersey, Jets sign him. They're finally starting to hear me. And I thought it was a good line. I that's, really did. That's right. I think he's a New York native, and he went to Princeton, man. I, I, I keep having to bring Princeton up. When you have smart football players, you have good teams. You have smart. You have still discipline. Got a, still got a ball, though. You have discipline teams, which I want. I want the discipline right, team. Well. We talked about it two weeks ago. I want the Eric Mangini disciplined military-style team. Rex Ryan... I enjoyed it, but it was it was all, all bonkers. It was bonkers. A guy who passed up an opportunity to be on our practice squad, which honestly, I'm feeling like I missed at this point uh, on the evaluation per se, but Stanley Jean-Baptiste chose to go to the Lions. Uh, I can see it from his point of view, from the agent point of view. Revis, Cromartie, the way Marcus Williams is bald. Bust the screen. You know what I mean? Decks, eh, walls. You got Milner on short term. The opportunity is in Detroit, not in New York. Yeah. Would have been nice, though. A little 6'2 lanky corner out there for Bulls to work with I, and company. I, I loved you naming all those cornerbacks. It was so great. Sounded doesn't, good, right? Doesn't make me... Um, you know what that's called? Depth. Doesn't make me... Uh, we haven't had it. Afraid of uh, D. Milner's injury. <laughs> we haven't had <laughs> Number nine pick in the draft. Yep. We have the type of opportunity, barring injury, that we can afford to swing and completely whiff right now. Two and three years in on a top ten pick, and we're going to be all right at the position. It's it's rare. It really is rare. Uh, wrapping up here with the practice squad, we've talked about Powell. They got Wes Saxton, tight end. Uh, Julian Housar, somebody we have a little hey, personal tie Clarion, with. Hey, happy, uh, happy he got on there. Wesley Johnson, who was pushing for a final roster spot. Jordan Williams, who we just talked about from Tennessee. 
Catapano, we just touched on. Taiwan Jones. Jones, thank you for coming in with me. Was quite happy to, to get Jones back, an inside linebacker that with Henderson on the one-year deal, with, with Didi up, it's a young kid that may wind up sticking come 2016. I really, this next guy I really think is, a good, is another good one. Deion Barnes, Penn State. I'm telling you, I think this surprised kid, me this yeah, offseason. You think, called him from the get. I think this kid is gonna be gonna be a good kid. He's gonna make the roster one day. I think he's got some time to go, but at Penn State he was a beast, hey, man. I've said he should have stayed in school. He's spending that year in the New York Jets weight program on the I'll New York Jets it. practice field. I'll take so it. let's hope we got a chance to maybe capitalize again on something twenty sixteen when you look at an outside linebacker core that may be losing a Copels, even though we've picked up the option. <laughs> and we've talked about that. Go back to a previous episode. Uh, wrapping up here, Syracuse product, Keon Lynn, corner that they liked. You can shrug your shoulders. Yeah. I told you they liked him. Yeah. Saw that somewhere, the, the way that they played him immediately, that they, they liked him. They, there's something they see in him. I think it was, a, it was a position that they need to hold on the practice squad because of injuries. So I, I think that he was the guy that they, obviously you say liked. So uh, I think he's the guy that got picked for that. And for the first time in the history of the Cow Scouts, we're just going to brush over Rontez Miles, yeah. wrapping up at number 10. And I'm, like I'm, I happy said, you're, I'm happy you're here, man. I'm really happy you're here. I hope you get a, a, a better shot, though, to, to get on that 53, man. Like I said, if Quale were to be sent down, I'm sure maybe a Catapano or pick a name off the list. But I hope to not have to bounce anybody. But... We're going to have to make some roster moves in the coming week. It's, it's, it's the bottom line. You don't think uh, you think Ronald Martin is staying on this roster most of the year? Ronald Martin has to stay on this roster. for. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure if he has to stay. If you take somebody off a practice squad, they have to stay on your roster for three active game weeks. I'm not sure about the timing of the waiver wire, but yes, I do. I truly think this front office looks at it like it's a young safety prospect they liked. They couldn't get into camp. They got a chance to get their hands on. They're going to work with for a little bit. I don't think Ronald Martin's going anywhere real quick. Hopefully I'm not wrong. I'm it's a guy a, they like. I'm hoping it was worth it. Wanted to hear your idea on that. Getting back into the roster here and the shaping of it, we said there were only two healthy quarterbacks, carrying three, but only two healthy quarterbacks right now. What do you think about there only being two quote-unquote true tight ends on this roster right now in Jeff Cumberland and Kellen Davis? I'm fine with it. With tight end Jason Morrow going down, I think that, that, that Kellen Davis and uh, Jeff Cumberland will do just fine. I think that uh, Quincy Nua Still stepping Still holding up. out hope for Cumberland, ain't you? <laughs> Still holding out hope. No, I, I, I hope I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm, I hope no, you're right. I'm, I'm done with Cumberland. I, I just right. think that he is he's fine for right now because my man Quincy Flexing. is right. Because Quincy <laughs> Loves is the big making... Body. Blocks out there for people making blocks at the wide receiver. I'm gonna need position. Quincy to catch the ball though when it comes his way. Okay, let's let, had one let in me, the gut last week. Me, had the dive bobble that he could have brought say in. His his motions and all that stuff that he's doing at H back as he's doing as the flex position. He looks pretty natural at it, from my eyes. Um, I think they really love this kid too. So I'm not scared about having. I think they like the work ends. ethic. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think Bowles had the subtle shot at Curly. With working and all that. And I think Quincy was somebody who came in and worked and showed them that they that he wanted it. Quincy has carved out a niche on this team that he's got a chance to really grow with. And we said it. You're going into a third year with Jay Samaro and you don't exactly know what you have. Do they ask a Quincy Anunua, I want you to put on 15 in the offseason and maybe be a Niles Paul? Like what they do over there in Washington, please, please maybe. No. Please don't. No. What do you mean, no? You already love the big body. Put on another 15. No, be, become I, a true move tight end. I like what he's at now. 
Yeah, right, but are you going to like where he's at now if he's got a role? Let's say two years from now he's got a role doing what he's doing. But we got a couple young pups at receiver, and we got a young pup at, at tight end. So does Quincy Anunu get squeezed out as a guy who's no longer playing special teams because he'll only be a wide receiver. He hasn't bulked up into a true tight end position and learned how to block even better, become in line, and make yourself even more valuable. I don't think they're looking at Quincy as being the next tight end kind of type or gaining 15 pounds to, to play the hybrid tight end I want end them position. to if that's what they're I, doing this year. I, th I think that they, they hope that Amaro comes back healthy and, he, and he's good to go, or they're looking at getting another tight end. I don't think they're going to try to change Quincy. I think they like him also at the wide receiver's position. So I don't think they're going to convert him. I think they're doing Played a good a job. Slot and camp. I think he's doing. I think he's doing a great job playing whatever they're asking him to play. But I think that they also like him on the outside. All right, wrapping up with Quincy and getting over to the defensive side of the ball. He changed his number. Took the number right off Shaq Evans' back. Though, as we tweeted, he never really had it on his back. This goes from 82 to 81. We got Deion Simon, rookie uh, nose tackle, seventh-round pick, going from 65 to 93. Thank God. And I'm going to touch on that 93 in a second when we get over to the linebacking core. Jordan Williams, who we talked about from Tennessee, going from 79 to 95. Those D-linemen love those 90s, Brent huh? Quale is also 79, so now that he's officially on the team, there's no more green and white. You got to pick yourself a number. Keon Lynn gave 42 to Ronald Martin upon becoming a New York Jet, and he switched over to 32, which Deshaun Phillips had in camp. The big number change, saving the best for last. Big Leo Williams changes from 62 to 92. Said he wanted to honor the original big cat, Sean Ellis. And I was impressed the kid knew about it. I'd love to know who filled him in on that. That I thought I think he looks pretty in it, man. He looks pretty in it. I think that he's going to do just fine in that number. I liked it on him. I liked that he changed it. I liked that he mentioned Sean Ellis. My man. Got to pay homage to those who were there before you. That's right. He's the Brady killer, I'll tell you. One or two other number changes I'd like to see. Devin Smith was rocking the nines in college and in high school. Take that to all pose the 89. Put it on Smith. Jarvis Harrison at 51 at A&M. I'd like that 64, which I, I'm big with numbers. I'd like to see him maybe go over to 51. And uh, Taiwan Jones, who we just talked about. Rocking 49 right now, I'd like to see him into the 50s because even with that rule, I don't want my linebackers running around in 44, and if you are, you better be a sick 49, pass rusher. 49, yeah, it's not a good I like number. 59, so we'll see if maybe this can, this can maybe work its way there. You know what I mean? You never know. Getting into the linebacking core, we talked about Babin being released. Aaron Henderson makes the team while hurt. Joe Mays gets the ax. What would you think about it? I think that Joe Mays getting the axe is horrible, man. I think Joe Mays getting the axe is absolutely horrible. As bad as Rontez? It's up there. I think Rontez is worse. I think Rontez had a much better camp, <laughs> much better preseason. We've seen it before from I Rontez. I think Joe Mays had a phenomenal preseason. Yeah, I think he did, but I think Rontez was better, obviously. But, I'm, I, again, I'm upset that Joe Mays. Joe Mays was on my 53. Okay. Listen, we talked roster so long, we got to make the quick prediction. Week one, what do you got? Win, baby. Win, score? 10-14-10. Nah, Jets win 24-13. Couch Scouts will be in the building, a little low in the building. Till next week's show, Jet fans. Week one is here. Let's get one. Have a great week, Jet fans. One, two, three. And the whole world of Jets. Jets.